This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha. Welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. While at the website, feel free to click over to the radio page. That's where you can subscribe to the show, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google Play, or Spotify. Now, today we're going to take a look at some of the dangers of making assumptions when it comes to your finances. And you may assume certain things are set in stone when it comes to your retirement, but we're going to take a look at those misconceptions. Before we get into that, uh, as always, let's welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? I am doing so good, Greg. It's great to be here again with you. Thanks for having me on the show. I know you've got a good one lined up, and I've just had a really good week um, hanging out with the kids. I had to judge my daughter's debate tournament uh, last weekend. Oh, wow. That was That was interesting. So being a, a, a judge in a debate tournament, uh, that is a crazy, crazy thing. <laughs> For our listeners who don't know about that, uh, you might want to dodge that bullet if you can. But uh, no, I found it interesting. How about you? What I know you've been doing some traveling and you've been busy meeting with clients, things like that too, haven't you? Oh, yeah. It's been busy. We're still waiting for it to slow down um, You know, right around after Thanksgiving when we get towards Christmas. Uh, people start to you know slow down and start focusing on families and... Uh, We're trying to get everything squeezed in um, before that. We still have a lot of clients that we met with from our last two seminars that we're still working with. So it's definitely been uh, a busy couple of weeks, but it's always a highlight to do the show with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We always manage to have fun with it a a little bit. Now, uh, what are we talking about today? So it's about misconceptions and assumptions. regarding they say about you know what they say about assumptions, Greg? makes a, uh, <laughs> well, uh, if financial assumptions, uh, they say they're bad. That's right. That's what um, they say. That's so all got, I'm saying. I got a good resource for us to, to pull through today. Uh, a recent okay. article, Motley Fool. Um, so this is from last month, October, 2019. And this one's titled three money myths that could ruin your retirement. Now Ooh. the author is a personal finance and retirement writer, uh, Katie Brockman. And she breaks down each of these things that she considers myths and how they can impact your retirement. Now, I consider these more misconceptions rather than myths, since each does come from factual basis, but the end assumption is flawed in some way. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, definitely. It sounds interesting, but I need to hear more before I truly get uh, what you're putting down here. Give us an example. Sure, yeah, so let's take, for instance, the, the first myth on the article, or misconception. I mean, it says that you will spend less money in retirement. And according to the article, it is likely that spending will change during retirement for most people. And it cites a report from JP Morgan that showed nearly 80% of retirees experienced a significant change in their spending. 
However, more than 33% of those individuals found themselves spending more than they had before retirement during some of their years. Now, these years often came early, which makes sense as, as you retire. That's probably when you're going to you know, go on your trips and do things that are on your bucket list. Um, so you can imagine the challenge that would come with suddenly spending more than you expected. So this misconception could be expensive. Now, you, you may average less spending per year over the course of your retirement, but that average may include years of more spending. So it would be a misconception to assume you know exactly how that retirement spending is going to go. Yes. Well put, Tony. Very, very well. Expertly put, in fact. And in my opinion, it's, it's that fluctuation, the spending fluctuation that can be the most dangerous part of the assumption. If you have a certain budget in mind and you don't have the flexibility to adjust it, you may put your financial future in danger. Mm, yeah, and you don't want to do that. I, I like to avoid danger. It's kind of my life motto. Uh, what's another thing we need to be wary of? Well, another misconception from the article is that if you wait until you have a higher income, it'll be easier to save for retirement. Now, at first blush, it's easy to rationalize this idea, right? Making more money would mean there's more money to save. However, building a retirement nest egg can take years and the value of the compounding interest can be a really powerful growth tool for your savings. And if you put off saving for retirement, you may find yourself needing to save an even larger percentage of your income. So it's kind of a form of procrastination, really waiting until you can make more to save more. Uh, when you miss out on those early years of that annual rate and that compounding, it really can result in challenges later in life. Saving early, even if it's a small amount, can really have a strong financial impact on your future. Yeah, and I know I've heard you talk about how important saving is, even just saving a little bit, uh, and we've talked about that in the past. Absolutely. I mean, the, the power of accumulating wealth over time can hardly be understated. It. Let's look at the next misconception or assumption, and it has to do with Social Security. And I'd like to look at this from both sides of the issue. So in the article, they caution against assuming Social Security benefits can be your primary source of retirement income. And we have mentioned that before as well. Um, it wasn't meant to be a pension. It's just meant to be social insurance. But according to the article, this is the Motley Fool article we referenced earlier, the average Social Security benefit is probably smaller than you think. Uh, that was the title of this one. In 2019, the average Social Security check was just over $1,400. Now, for many people, that's not enough to cover your monthly expenses. And when you look at the potential growth of medical expenses, something, again, that you've brought up quite a lot on the show, Tony, um, people might feel less enthusiastic about covering their costs in retirement with just Social Security alone. Right. Yeah. And it's dangerous to assume then that Social Security uh, we'll be able to cover all our costs in retirement. I think that's a fact. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also important to note that assuming Social Security won't be part of your retirement income is a misconception as well. I got this in April uh, 2019 press release from the Social Security Administration. Actually provides some encouraging news. And this one is entitled Social Security Combined Trust Funds Gain One Year, says Board of Trustees. And the details that the Board of Trustees found, um, these are very positive developments in the long-term financial stability of Social Security. So people always ask me, you know, they're like, 
well, do you think Social Security is going to be there? And it's kind of a common misconception that people assume that it's going to be completely gone. Um, but this is some in- encouraging data. The, the, previously, the board found that the combined asset reserves of the old age and survivors insurance and disability insurance trust funds, they would be depleted in 2034. So this news report shows that an additional year of estimated solvency has been gained. Now that doesn't seem like a lot. doesn't mean it's going to go bankrupt in 2035. What it means is that they have made some corrections and some changes and it's a positive trend. Well, does that mean social security is fixed for a lack of a better term? Now, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's a it's a permanent fix. Again, it is only one year, but it is a really, really good sign of progress. I mean, the Board of Trustees recommended that Congress continue to act to address these issues. Um, and it's also important to realize that 2035, you know, again, it's not going to be the end of Social Security benefits. In current projections, in fact, there would be enough income coming into Social Security to pay 80% of scheduled monthly benefits. So Social Security is not likely to be enough to cover your monthly expenses by itself, as we covered. Um, however, it's also unlikely to completely vanish from the calculation. So I believe what will be important is for you to maximize your Social Security income uh, when the time comes. And I highly recommend working with a financial services professional to determine the right time and strategy for your individual situation. Yeah, good advice. So how can they get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation? Yeah, if you have any questions what we're talking about in the show, um, Social Security is a big issue. I know it's a hot topic for a lot of my clients. Uh, please feel free to give us a call, 791-2924. And again, you can visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. And today on Retirement Paradise, we are talking about the dangers of misconceptions. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And of course, this is Greg Gunther, our host. Greg, uh, good show so far. Um, I look forward to building on what you've already been talking about. What's the next type of misconception or assumption out there? Well, the next one that I want to discuss today is how a rate cut by the Federal Reserve impacts the everyday American consumer. So another source that I have for us today is an article from CNBC.com, uh, and this one is titled, Here's How the Fed Rate Cut Affects You. So in late October, um, the Federal Reserve just announced their decision to cut interest rates by a quarter point. And this was actually the third time in 2019 that they decided to cut the rate. Oh, wow. Okay. It does feel, at least to me, that these rate cuts or increases get a lot of attention as of late. But what do they really do? I mean, how does this impact us as individuals? Great question, Tony. And let's take a look at the big picture. So lower rates mean cheaper loans. And this can impact the average American by producing lower rates on credit cards, student loans, Uh, monthly car payments, and of course, your mortgage or or home equity line. Now, unfortunately, in a a slowing economy, lenders are often less likely to approve loans. So some consumers may not be able to take advantage of these lower rates. Um, And in addition, interest rates on savings accounts will also decrease. And this can lead to less growth in in some savings vehicles. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, That's the big picture. Uh, The overall big idea view Uh, Let's look at some of these impacts in detail. I mean, what about credit cards? How does a federal rate cut uh, influence our monthly payments for credit cards? Does it directly affect that? Um, On some, uh, many credit cards have a variable rate, which means that your rate will change when the Federal Reserve cuts rates. And in fact, another resource, according to wallethub.com's credit card debt study, 
Trends and Insights. So this is from September 2019. Americans started the year with more than $1 trillion worth of credit card debt. Wow. Yeah. Um, however, that's trillion with a T. Yeah, that's trillion with a T. <laughs> Ouch. Yep. That's a big number. Uh, and with the interest rates, you know, in the teens and 20s on some of these cards, a quarter point is not likely to really make a noticeable difference, unfortunately. Yeah. What about savings accounts? I assume when the Fed cuts rates, it affects savings accounts. Yeah, this rate will also impact the the savings accounts. And interest rates um, traditionally on savings accounts have been pretty low, and they are tied to the Federal Reserve rate, and that's why they've been so low for so long. And this third rate cut of the year will decrease them even further. And in fact, according to a survey by Bankrate.com, and this was interesting because I have a lot of clients always asking like, well, what's a good savings account? People always ask like, where could we get the best interest? So this article is titled Best Online Savings Accounts and nearly seven in 10 uh, savers actually earn less than 2% on their savings accounts. So that's probably not surprising to a lot of people. Um, if you're yeah. looking to get a higher return uh, on what we call green money, Tony, uh, if you remember the color of money, that's our safe oh, yeah. money, our I know so money. Um, you could pursue some other options. So you might want to investigate um, some CDs and depending on your liquidity needs, uh, a fixed annuity. And this uh, CNBC article that I cited earlier um, cites that you can find an average rate of one um, on one year, two year or three year CDs just above 2%. So you can, you're likely to get a better return in a longer term CD than a savings account. And I'll also add that you're likely to find a potentially better return on, on some fixed annuities out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, you can get lost in the weeds, but it's important to understand how this all works, how it affects us. Uh, and, but this is the biggie when it comes to interest rates, mortgages, uh, how are they impacted by rate cuts? So they're not, mortgages are not directly linked with the federal rates. There's a lot of in-betweens in there. Um, but over time, they've definitely been influenced by the Fed, the economy, and inflation. And the CNBC.com article actually details that mortgage rates have been declining over the past year. So that's good news. And low rates, of course, mean that this is probably a good time to investigate refinancing your existing mortgage or flipping that line of credit uh, into a lower rate. If your current mortgage is adjustable, you may have already noticed a lower monthly cost as well. Uh, now this Fed rate cut will also continue to make those home equity lines, um, those HELOCs uh, more affordable for those that wish to pursue them or, or flip them. I've got several clients that are, that are into that strategy. And is there a remodel or upgrade that you have been waiting to make in your house? Do you wanna do some debt consolidation? Uh, might, this might be a good time to, to make that move. Yeah, there you go. So obviously mortgages uh, are something to look at. Uh, interest rates can affect your mortgage. Um, uh, would I be right to assume that the rate cuts uh, can impact other types of loans, not just uh, auto and home? Yeah, absolutely. It certainly does. Auto loans have remained low over the past few years, despite um, the rate fluctuation from, from the Fed. And according to the, the bankrate.com article, a quarter point difference on a loan of 25000 only comes to a savings of about three bucks a month. So it's not really extremely significant. Oh, yeah. No. We've talked about student loans on the show too, uh, Tony, and how the millennials are carrying so much debt. Um, so if you have a student loan or your child or grandchild has a student loan uh, with a private company, it also may have a variable rate that is related to the Fed. 
So you may have to pay less interest on that loan. It might be automatically adjusted, um, but those details, of course, will vary from loan to loan. Um, like many of the changes we've mentioned today, the monthly difference probably isn't going to be noticeable since we're talking about a quarter point cut. And when it comes to the Federal Reserve cuts, misconceptions and assumptions can definitely come easy as they get a lot of coverage. You know, simply searching, uh, if you want to Google Federal Reserve uh, interest rate cut, a swarm of news articles are going to pop up. I mean, there's definitely a lot of journalistic noise out there. Wow. Yeah, I, I bet there is. So um, obviously it can affect all different types of loans. If people have questions about this or how to figure all this into their retirement budget or how it's going to impact them, how do they set up that complimentary consultation with you? Yeah, I always love uh, talking to our listeners. So feel free to give us a call. Again, our number is 791-2924. Uh, we got a lot of good material on the website. That's the, T-H-E, the R-O-group.org. And you can click the links. You can head over to the radio page and you can check out past shows there as well. All right. And I believe next on your list, uh, you gave me a list of things, uh, assumptions that you've seen people make at working in retirement. Uh, is one people assume maybe that they can keep working in retirement. Um, what would make that difficult? Yeah, having that assumption of being able to work in retirement um, is is very common. In fact, I see that a lot with my clients. And in fact, according to an article, age discrimination and hiring of older workers, and this is actually from the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, age can impact employee callback rates. Um, older female candidates for administrative positions were called back at a 47% lower rate than their younger competitors. And the callback difference was even lower at 36% for sales related positions. Now there were discrepancies among the male applicants as well, um, though they were not as obvious across the board for sale related positions, older male candidates were called back 30% less than the younger competitors. And while receiving a callback is just one measurement of job search success, it's really the strongest one. I mean, in my experience, it's exceedingly difficult to get hired without having the opportunity to interview for the job. So that this actually says a lot. Well, yeah, it sure does. And it, I mean, it makes sense. It, it's hard to get a job if you don't even get a chance at it, get the callback. Right? right. Right. And people know, you know, I think everyone knows somebody that maybe have experienced trying to find work um, older in life, and it's difficult. And, and another factor that can impact working during your retirement, even if it's on a part-time basis, um, can be layoffs or, or forced retirement. And in fact, a study from ProPublica.org, and this study um, was interesting, if you're over 50, chances are the decision to leave a job won't be yours. We see this a lot too with our um, federal employee clients is a incentive to retire early. They, they found that it's better to incentivize people to retire than directly lay people off. But in the private sector, um, you don't find those incentives as often. They will simply just lay you off. And this study, it analyzed data from the health and retirement study and found that workers who enter their 50s holding a full-time position were often being pushed out of their positions by their employers. And Overall, the study found that this group, 56%, over half, experienced employer-driven job loss, and only 16% were still working. So that forced retirement is a, is a real thing. 
Well, yeah, that's a, a definite concern. It's harder to find a job uh, as an older person or maintain a job, hang on to it. And you've talked about a lot of assumptions overall today and some misconceptions that are out there. What would you recommend to our listeners uh, who may have further questions about these topics? Well, you're right. We have touched on quite a bit today um, from misconceptions and myths about money and retirement to understanding how the Fed rate um, cuts can impact the everyday consumer. And we've also just now examined some challenges that impact older workers. Uh, so if anything that we've covered today resonates with you, or if you have any questions on how your retirement strategy can be changed to adapt to this, uh, I highly recommend you reach out and set up a time to talk with a financial services professional like myself. Uh, while many of today's topics may feel negative, there's often a strategy or an adjustment that you can make today to improve your financial tomorrow. All right. That sounds fantastic. And as usual, our time has flown by. Our time is almost up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we have to go today, Greg? Um, yeah, I'd just like to remind the listeners to visit the website, <clears throat> therogroup.org. There you can receive a complimentary, um, no obligation consultation to see if your retirement's on track. If you'd like to just get in touch with us the old fashioned way, give us a call, 791 2924. And if you're not following the Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook, I'd be very grateful if our listeners would do that. We post a lot of great articles uh, weekly. Wow. Okay, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.